This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro, and I am broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining me. It has been a fantastic morning with great interviews. If you've missed any of them, you can always check them out on realpresenceradio.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Just look up Real Presence Live and you can listen to any of the interviews that you may have missed this morning. You won't want to miss this next one, Monsignor Charles Mangan. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been too long. Well, you know, I remember we uh, used to be frequent um, frequent partners in the radio broadcast, yeah. and uh, I guess it's been a while, yes. Yeah, it has. Back with the Lamb Radio Days, you had a show, Morning Star, that you did once a week, which was just a fantastic <laughs> show all about Mary. When oh, did your devotion... When did your devotion to Mary start, Monsignor? It really was, Heather, growing up, you know, at our house in Aberdeen. My parents had a a picture of the Blessed Mother, famous picture of Mary holding Jesus, who Hmm. was holding grapes. And, of course, grapes signify wine, and wine refers us to the the Last Supper um, and to the Kingdom of God. Um, and so we had this picture in the dining room, and we prayed every night, part of the rosary. So I think it was just a natural thing for me to be connected to Mary, to seek to understand her, and to ask for her intercession. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've been so blessed to have you here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls as um, kind of our Marian expert. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> But recently, uh, the bishop has made some changes, and a lot of our priests in the Sioux Falls Diocese have been making some moves, and you are not excluded from that. So tell the folks where you're at today, Monsignor. Yes, I'm teaching here uh, at the seminary, or at least I will be this fall, uh, at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland, which is in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. And as it turns out, the Archbishop of Baltimore, Bishop Archbishop William Laurie, had written to our Bishop DeGrude uh, to ask him if he would release me to be part of the faculty here at Mount St. Mary. Oh, wow. So we will, yes, we'll have our time of... Um, orientation for the seminarians, the new seminarians around the Feast of Our Lady's Assumption, and then we begin with uh, classes on the 23rd of August. Wow. So what are your classes going to focus on? Yes, this semester I have two classes I've been assigned to teach. One is called Creation and Theological Anthropology. Now, creation, yeah, creation we probably, you know, clicks right away for us. We think of God's kindness and benevolence and goodness in creating us and creating all that he made, uh, and what that means and how we are part of that. The second part of that, theological anthropology, is a very large phrase, which means how the human person is seen in the light of God. Hmm. So you could have philosophical anthropology, which would look at the human person in the light of reason, in the natural light. But if Mm. we put that in the supernatural light, how are we seen in God's presence? Then that's what we call theological anthropology. And so um, I'll be teaching that as the first course. 
And then the second course is Ecclesiology, which is the study of the Church, and Mariology, which is the study of Mary. So um, two classes for this fall semester. Wow. Those both sound like very heavy classes, Monsignor. Yes, yes. And uh, as a matter of fact, in the next four weeks or so, I have a lot of uh, preparation to do, but it's a wonderful thing to be able to to prepare. And because when I prepare, I also have to review and deepen and hopefully receive new insights. And so I look forward to that. Right. So when you're... um when you were told that you were going to go be a teacher, what was your first reaction? My reaction was joy, uh, gratitude to God, gratitude for all the assignments I've had as a priest, uh, a gratefulness to the bishop, gratefulness to the people of God, to my family who have formed me, uh, and gratefulness to God through our Blessed Mother uh, near St. Joseph uh, for the opportunity to assist young men as they prepare to become priests. Right. It's a beautiful work, beautiful work. Yeah. So, um, do you know how long you'll be there? The bishop, our Bishop de Brood, had said uh, he would like to concentrate on four years, mm-hmm. um, and I suppose that could decrease or increase depending on, you know, what's needed in the diocese and what's needed here at the seminary. Um and so um, that's, you know, but those things do change, as we know. Right, right. Well, and I wanted to dive in a little bit because you do know so much about Mary. Um, and for those that don't know Monsignor very well, um, usually when you have a phone call with Monsignor or you're greeted with Monsignor, he always says, uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And that has always been your... Your sign-off or your hello, your greeting, it's always been a part of who you are, Monsignor. And so I was kind of interested to get you on the phone today to also talk about the year of St. Joseph and kind of your thoughts on it, um, because you have always kept him in the trio. So first off, why um, do you feel called to start and end conversations like that? Well, Heather, I think um, it goes back, I'm sure, to my beginning. Um, In first grade, uh, Sister um, Elaine, who is our teacher, presentation sister, uh, taught us to write JMJ on the class board, or she wrote it on the class board, and we were to write it on our papers. Hmm. And my brother Tony, who's a year older than I, learned that a year ahead because he Hmm. was in first grade a year before I, so I saw that he did that, and I was intrigued by that. And that was quite standard practice for a lot of Catholic uh, schools. Um, and some of our parents and grandparents also learned that at, at Catholic school or religious mm-hmm. ed. Uh, so I think for me, Heather, it's, uh, it comes out of my, um, I hope, my love of God, and also the fact that the family element, my own family, and also family life, uh, throughout the church uh, have been very important to me, and uh, I see the Holy Family as the example and model for all we are, all we do, all we're called to do. Mm, beautiful. So when 
I'm thinking of myself, obviously. <laughs> so when you're writing something as a lay person, it's not inappropriate then if I were to put JMJ. No. Um, Archbishop Fulton Sheen was very famous for that. And, of course, he was on television, so a lot of people saw him do that. Um, and, again, it's a reminder. It's a kind of dedication mm-hmm. to the Holy Trinity as we begin our work. Um, it's similar to saying a prayer. You know, as we begin, uh, whether it be our work, our class, our time at home, our meal, something we're beginning, something we're ending, um, to give thanks, it's a very good and, and holy practice. Very good. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Monsignor Charles Mangan. He is a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and he's been assigned to Maryland, um, and you left, what, last week? I left last week, yes, last yeah. Wednesday, uh, the 21st, and so, um, you know, for our listeners, uh, thing, the thing about being from South Dakota, of course, is we have no traffic to speak of. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, right. in Sioux Falls, uh, around 5 o'clock in the afternoon, there's some traffic, <laughs> and in the morning, sometimes there's some traffic, but um, really, we don't experience that much, especially on the interstate, yeah. whereas when you drive across... Um, southern Wisconsin, around Chicago, uh, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, you run into traffic. <laughs> and so <laughs> it took me longer than I thought, but thank God I made it. <laughs> that does not sound like a fun trip, Monsignor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with, with, a, a left, with a wrong turn, or, you know, it wasn't too bad, but a wrong turn here or there, it was 1,375 miles. Oh, wow. So... So yeah, uh, and I think the I think the internet should be about one thousand three hundred thirty-one. So I added about forty miles with some wrong turns, but <laughs> you're sightseeing, uh, but, Monsignor. Sightseeing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sightseeing. <laughs> yes. So, oh, it's Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Monsignor just about his assignment to Maryland, what that means for us who miss him here in the diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, And then we're going to take a quick break, Monsignor, and when we come back, I wanted to dive more into St. Joseph, if that's okay with you. Be happy to. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, folks, when we come back, more with Monsignor Charles Mangan, and we're going to talk about uh, the year of St. Joseph. So stick with us. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. 
The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. This is Heather Carroll, and I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we are talking with Monsignor Charles Mangan. He is a priest from the Diocese of Sioux Falls and has been assigned to Maryland at a seminary out there and is going to be doing some teaching. Uh, one of the things Monsignor is known for here in our Diocese of Sioux Falls is his Mariology, the knowledge of Mary and some of the great teachings um, that he does of Mary. And so I wanted to tie in, Monsignor, this last uh, 15 minutes we have with you to talk about St. Joseph. Um, I did the consecration to St. Joseph, and it really opened my eyes to the importance of who St. Joseph was to Mary and Jesus. Can you expound on that a little bit? Yes, Heather. St. Joseph, as we know, was the foster father of Jesus. Uh, the real father of Jesus is God the Father. And St. Joseph was chosen by God the Father to care for his son Jesus here on earth. Well, St. Joseph had a spouse, and his spouse was the chaste spouse, the chaste virgin Mary of Nazareth. So Joseph, a husband, Joseph, a father, though not a biological father of Jesus, nevertheless truly a patron, truly a caretaker, truly a guardian. Um, when we look at Joseph, we can only marvel at his complete and unhesitating receptivity to God and to his will, openness always, willing to obey, willing to submit, willing to do what was necessary. And as the Holy Father, Pope Francis said, uh, the reason he established this year of St. Joseph was that every member of the faithful, following the example of Joseph, may strengthen the life of faith daily 
in the complete fulfillment of God's will. So he is truly, Heather, a, an inspiration in helping us carry out the Lord's will in our lives. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> some of the things that people might not realize as far as tradition um, back when Jesus was a child and um, kind of the dynamics that Joseph would have played um, in Mary and Jesus's life, what role he had within just the traditions of growing up in that day and age. Yes, you know, one of the very important things, and it's a powerful realization for us, is St. Joseph was entrusted, as men were in that day, in naming the child. So it was up to St. Joseph to give the child a name. Now, of course, Jesus received his name from God, and the angel who came to St. Joseph said clearly what the name of Jesus was to be. This child will be called Jesus, who will save his people from their sins. And so this was a great obligation and responsibility for St. Joseph to name the divine child. And of course, as the time went on, he and Mary made sure that Jesus adhered to what was important in the Jewish life, that he was presented in the temple, uh, that 40 days after his birth, which we celebrate in the Church as the presentation of the Lord, and uh, on the older calendar, the uh, purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, this is a great day for us to remember that Jesus, with his mother and foster father, went to the temple, and he was presented to the Lord in accord with the Jewish law. So we see Joseph as somebody who took his manhood and his fatherhood and his being a husband very seriously and cared for his dear wife and cared for his dear child. And this, I think, is for us. It helps us understand how St. Joseph related to Mary and Jesus. Right. So this year of St. Joseph, what are you doing? Um, are you doing anything special, Monsignor, to kind of um, incorporate it more into your life? What I've been trying to do, Heather, is I've been trying to call to mind St. Joseph as often as possible and mm-hmm. to give thanks to God for this great year and to realize it's such a treasure. We may never live to see another year of St. Joseph proclaimed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with that in mind, I'm trying to be grateful to God for his presence, and I'm asking for the intercession of St. Joseph in, in a variety of ways, you know, being more faithful, being more uh, closer to God, uh, closer to Mary. Uh, that's how I'm trying to spend this year. I know uh, our faithful, many of them are doing various things. Um, I love the praise of Litany of St. Joseph as well. Um, and there are some wonderful devotions to St. Joseph that we can do. So there is um, a lot of books out there that kind of talk about who he was as a man. Um, one book that doesn't talk a whole lot about him is the Bible. Why do you suppose that is? We know that every word of the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we truly believe that we talk about the inspiration of the sacred scriptures. 
So in the mind of God, the plan of God, we have the Bible that we are to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Joseph, as you just recounted, is not mentioned a lot. That must have been God's will, mm-hmm. that he was not mentioned a lot. However, what is mentioned about him is very, very significant. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with the life of Christ. And it has to do with giving assistance to Mary. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I think we see this a very powerful thing. The Bible may not say a lot of words about St. Joseph. Nevertheless, the Bible says what's important about St. Joseph, and that is his connection with Jesus and his connection with Mary. Right. Always wise, Monsignor. Always wise. And you can always answer any random question I come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we pray for strength, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) Any final thoughts, Monsignor? We've only got a couple minutes left. Well, I think it's a wonderful time for us to reflect on God's goodness to us. You know, we've lived in a very, very difficult time, um, and not only with the pandemic, but with so much unrest throughout the world, uh, unrest in our country. Um, And I think more than ever, this is the time to go to God. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the time to go to God. Um, And we might say also... Uh, reflecting on the phrase from the book of Genesis, uh, there's a beautiful phrase that had to do with the, with Joseph of the uh, book of Genesis, and the Latin phrase is, Ite ad Joseph, go to Joseph. And, you know, that can ring in our ears during this time. You know, go to Joseph, go and understand who Joseph is and how he is a good example of who God is. And during this pandemic, during these other problems, and and even these great joys that God allows us to have, it's so important, I think, that we thank God for St. Joseph, for Mary, and for Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Well, Monsignor, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I uh, hope many of our listeners will pray for you as you are embarking on a new assignment in Maryland um, hope everyone keeps you in their prayers. Uh, will you uh, close us with a prayer, Monsignor? I will, Heaven, and thank you so much for the invitation to join you. Mm-hmm. Commending you to Mary, your mother, to St. Joseph, to all the angels and saints, and especially guardian angels and patron saints. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Monsignor. It's been a pleasure talking with you. You're welcome, Heaven. All right. Well, folks, that is the end of the show, but don't worry. All of it was recorded, and if you wanted to go back and check out the podcast, you are more than welcome to. You can just visit it on realpresenceradio.com, or you can check out our podcasts anywhere, you, any platform. See, I'm going to get better at saying platform. Any platform that you normally listen to your podcasts on will be there. So... Uh, We have a lot more going on coming up the rest of the week. It is Tuesday, isn't it? I think it's Tuesday. So we have three more days of the week left, and we have a lot of great things coming up. So you won't want to miss what is happening next, but we're going to head up to Fargo. Rachel, good morning. How are you? Thanks for producing the show this morning. Of course. Happy to. (sighs) 
Well, and Rachel, it's your last week at RPR. It is. We're sad to see you go, but we knew it was temporary, (laughs) but you're moving on to good things, right? Yes, I am. So tell the folks what you're heading off to do. Yeah, so starting in August, I'm actually going to be teaching ninth graders religion at Shanley High School in Fargo. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So you might need a few prayers. (laughs) I'm excited. It'll be great. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be fun. And Mm -hmm. you used to be a focus missionary. We've had you on before, so you're well-equipped. You're well-equipped and ready to do it. Yes, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, we'll miss having you around, and we'll we'll try and get you back during breaks and whatnot, because you've just been really good at (laughs) doing the board and giving us our little previews. So why don't you tell us what's happening tomorrow? Well, coming up tomorrow, Wednesday, on Real Presence Live, Nick Modelski will be hosting from Rochester, Minnesota. What does a Byzantine Catholic liturgy look like? Father Daniel Dozier and Robert Klesko will tell us more. Then Father Andrew Vogel will be talking about encountering Christ and discovering yourself. And then Edward Penton from the National Catholic Register will discuss how to understand papal documents. All of this and more coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Very good. Are you going to be on with Edward Penton to talk about apostolic letters? Yes. <laughs> Not I. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Well, that is the end of the show. We thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you. Um, If you have any priests, I'm going to do a segue because we are running out of priests to honor. So if you have a priest that you want to honor with donuts, um, it's amazing how appreciative they are. And it's not just the donuts, but it's just the recognition. So if you want to honor a priest, we are running low. So, please call in and nominate. The number is 877-795-0122, or you can just um, go online and submit your request there to honor your priests. We'll give them a little uh, prayer that's really cool, uh, present them with the donuts, and it just brings so much joy to the entire office. So, don't forget to honor your priest if you have someone that you would like to give a nod to. Please let us know. We are running low on that, and we really enjoy doing it. So I'm kind of encouraging you to call in and nominate your priest now. All right. Well, that is the end of the show. And just a reminder, we had Glenn Gower on first talking about the family camp, Mission Blueprint. We had Cassandra on second talking about advice for college students and how to keep the faith and how it can look different to everyone. Then we had Susan Albers on talking about our summer pilgrimage segment, the Cathedral of St. Joseph here in Sioux Falls, something you absolutely do not want to miss. Can't describe it well in words. It's something you just have to see. And then our favorite Monsignor Charles Mangan was on last talking about his new assignment in Maryland and a little reflection on St. Joseph. So if you've missed any of that, go back to realpresenceradio.com or find us on your local podcast platform. So... Thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure. Have a blessed rest of your week. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. 
Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.